Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the sixth Sunday of Lent, so Yanni, Lent is almost done. And today the Gospel is from John chapter 9, it's the Gospel about the man born blind. And the Gospel today is about our spiritual vision, our spiritual vision. And the Gospel is about, the Gospel is about knowing and seeing God in our life. And that's why the Catholic epistle of today, St. John the Evangelist, he says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. The Son of Man has come to give us understanding, that we may know Him who is true, and are in Him who is true. His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. That's what St. John said in the Catholic epistle today. The question that we must answer today, the question that each person should ask themselves, is do we see God in our life? Do we see God in our life? Are we in Him, as St. John says in the Catholic epistle? Or as St. Paul, he says in the Pauline epistle, have we put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of Him who created Him? The idea is, do we see God? Do we see God? Our Lord Jesus Christ, He came to take away our blindness. He came to be seen. He came so that we can know Him. And we might believe in God. We might believe in the concept of God. We might believe in the sacraments of the church. We have knowledge of these things. But do we really believe that God is active in our life? That's a different question. That's a different question. Many people might feel like God is absent from their life, or God is playing hide and seek, and God is playing hide and seek with them. But our God is not hiding. He doesn't play hide and seek. Our God is not playing hard to get, as sometimes people like to think. God has given us the ability to see Him and to know Him. He has given us spiritual vision. But oftentimes we struggle to see God for several reasons. We struggle to see God for several reasons. And this whole week I was struggling with this concept of how we see God. How we see God. I was talking to someone and they said, I've been in the church my whole life. But I have never seen God. And I was thinking, wow. How like, yeah, Fallon, that, maybe that's a situation a lot of people are in. We're in the church our whole lives and we haven't seen God. So I was thinking about why can't we see God? Why can't we see God? And if you think about our eyes, I think there's several reasons why our eye cannot see certain things. Number one... Our eyes have these things above them called eyelids. Eyelids. And eyelids protect the eye. But it's actually very difficult to see something if the eyelid is closed. It's very difficult to see with your eyelid closed. And unfortunately, some people close their eyes to God. Close their eyes to God. 
The Pharisees, they closed their eyes to God. And despite the magnitude of the miracle that was in front of them, right before their eyes, they could not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Pharisees did not believe because of the hardness of their heart. And this is the result of sin. This is the result of pride. And the Pharisees, even, even the parents of the blind man, they had this like hardness of heart. They did not want to admit that God did a miracle. And no matter, like, no matter the size of the miracle, someone with their eyes closed, they will never see. Someone with their ears closed, they will never hear. They will never hear. No matter how many signs and wonders God did to Pharaoh to let the, the Israelites go, it didn't matter because his eyelids, they maybe opened, kiddo, just a little bit, and then guess what? Oh, closed again. His eyelids were heavy. The good news for us is that actually we can open our eyes. Yeah, you can. Just kiddo. Open the eyes. And, and the good news too is even if our eyelids are closed, like I was thinking about when uh, you sit on the beach, kiddo, and you're trying to enjoy the sun, you close your eyes, but you can still feel the sun, can't you? And you still see the sun, even because the eyelid at the kiddo is like a little thin little piece of skin. So that doesn't keep away the brightness of the sun. So the good news is that God is able, even able to penetrate this eyelid that sometimes closes. The, the danger, though, is like then you put the sunglasses on, then you put the little cucumbers, and then you put the mishafe, and then you block the sun completely, or you put the shades in the room. Then you block out God from the, like some people, they block God. They put like the extra barriers. Don't do that. Don't do that. I think this topic, that one's an easy one. I don't want to talk about that one. Open your eyes. It's in front of you. Another reason that sometimes we struggle to see God is you might say, Abuna, my eyes are open. My eyes are open. I confess my sins. I come to liturgy. But I still struggle to see God in my life. Why is it so difficult to see like the wonders and all the things in my life? And I think one idea that I was thinking about is that, you know, the eyes have a scope. A scope. There's a scope. And we're limited by the scope of our eyes. Even though our eyes are open, we struggle to see things that are not in the scope of the eyes. For example, an object can be outside of the scope of the eye for several reasons. One reason is distance. People in the balcony, mumkin they can be sleeping, I wouldn't know. Because I can't see them. So it's too far. If you're in a plane and you're looking down from the plane, you don't see anything, right? You see little... But you can't see anything. Because the distance is so far, it's out of scope. And I feel sometimes we fail to see God in our life, even though our eyes are open... Because actually we distance ourselves from God. We isolate ourselves from the church. Remember in the gospel of the the prodigal son a few weeks ago? How did that gospel begin? It says, the prodigal son, he gathered all together and he journeyed into, into far country. 
he distanced himself. He distanced himself so he could not see his father's house. If we want to see God in our daily life, one possible solution is to come back. To move closer. If you, if you can't see the book, like put the book closer in front of your eyes. And when I speak of distance, I don't even, I'm not speaking just of physical distance. I'm not speaking of physical distance. I'm speaking about maybe you have yani, deacons, you have shawi, priests, you have everyone. And we could be here, but we're distant from God. Distant in our minds. Our mind is in a different place. Some people's minds are in a different place. I see it like, it's obvious. It's in a different place. So we could be distant in mind. We could be dis- distant from God. We could be distant from prayer. We're in the midst of a fast. Fasting is near us. We're in fasting time. But fasting is so far away from, the true meaning of fasting so far away from us. And our eyes are open, but, and we're trying and we're fasting, but we're far away from fasting. If you want to be close to God, if you want to see God in your life, you have to come closer. I love what St. James he writes in his epistle. He says, this is a nice verse, he says, draw near to God and he will draw near to Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Get closer to God. Don't distance yourself from God. Actually, the whole story of the Bible is about how God wants to get closer to His people. That's why He chose Abraham. He said, Abraham, I love you and I want to be close to you. Then He said, Moses, build me a tabernacle so that way I can live with you. I want to live with you. And actually all the people, they lived right around the tabernacle. Then in the last days, God said, no, 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 that's still too far. (laughs) Even I have a temple and all my people are living around me, I'm still too far away from the people. I want to be even closer. How am I going to be closer? I'm going to send my only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and he will be in the flesh. And then... He will dwell in, like we will dwell in Him, and He will abide in us. We will be in Him. So God has tried to make so close. He wants to draw so close. All we have to do is draw close to Him, and He will draw near to us. I love what St. Paul, he wrote in Romans 10. He said, the word is, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. If you are struggling to see God in, our, in your life, come closer to God. Another reason that we might not, like, our eyes cannot perceive, because maybe it's out of scope, another reason we could be out of scope is because it's not in our field of vision. Vision does only, like, has one, like, when I'm looking this way, I only see these people. And that's the name, Hannah, I don't see them. I only see the nest and name henna, right? That's it. Because the eyes only have a narrow scope of vision. That's it. And sometimes we fail to see God, even though He is near us, because we're looking in a different direction. Say, like one person, I, I said this, you're standing in front of the fridge and you can't find any, this is me, I stand in front of the fridge, I'm a hagen. 
and everything is right in front of me. But I'm not looking at the right place. I'm not looking at the right place. And oftentimes we're not looking in the right place for God. You know what separates a good point guard or separates a good quarterback? A good quarterback or a good point guard, he sees the open player. He looks in the right place. He looks in the right place. This is what a good Christian, he looks in the right place for God. You know when the Lord Jesus Christ was born, it amazes me that these wise men came from Akhardinia, they came from Persia or wherever, and they come to worship the Lord Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. And they go to Herod, and they said, we saw the star in the east, and we've come to worship. You didn't know there's a king of the Jews in your midst? And you know what Herod said? Herod, I, had, like, I have a great idea. Herod does heavy. Like, Herod, that, like, why don't you, Herod, go open your window and bus outside and see the star? You didn't think about that, Herod? But Herod does looking in a different direction. What's the direction Herod is looking? Oh, oh no. A threat to my king. <laughs> a threat to my empire. A threat to my... Looking in the wrong direction. And sometimes I feel like, as Christians, the star is right there. It's above, like, it's right there. It's in the sky. So near to you. And you're, you're a Jew. You should know that the... And then he even searched the scriptures. And they told him, Oh yeah, it's actually Gambena. It's right here. And he didn't look. He wasn't looking. He's looking in the wrong places. Looking at the wrong places. This week we're reading St. Isaac the Syrian in, in book club. And this is what St. Isaac the Syrian, he says, he says, a mind full of the world cannot approach the any examination of divine works. A mind full of the world cannot approach any examination of divine works. St. Isaac the Syrian. Herod, full of the world. He wants his empire, wants to think, looking in all the wrong places. That's why... In the Pauline epistle of today, St. Paul, he says to the Colossians, he says, Therefore put to death the members of your body which are from the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. All of this is in the wrong direction. Then he says, later on in the passage, he says, No, 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 Christians, they look in the the right direction. He says, Therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Earlier I said, God does not play hide-and-seek. Do you know anyone who plays hide-and-seek? And I think back to your childhood when you played hide-and-seek. And the people who are hiding, they go and tell the person who is seeking, Hey, guess what? I'm going to go hide right here. Come find me. Is that how you play the game? Well, this is exactly what God has done. He says, I'm here in this location and I'm here. The star is here. I'm here. Come find me. I'm in the church. Come find me. I'm here. Right here. 
this, we have to look in the right places. The game should be called, not hide and seek. It should be called, seek and you will seek and you will find. Look in the right place. The third reason that God sometimes is not in our scope of vision is because some things are undetectable to the eye. Some things are undetectable to the eye. Do you guys see the Wi-Fi signal that's flying through the air right now? And do you guys see the cell phone signals that are flying through the air? Do you see them? Huh? No, I don't see them. Have you seen oxygen before? And do you guys ever seen oxygen before? I breathe it all the time. I've never seen it. How come? Right now, your body is being assaulted. Assaulted by billions and billions of molecules of nitrogen and oxygen. Assaulted. Like if you put a vacuum, I was going to bring a bottle and suck out the air to show you how the, the bottle, like, it would destroy it. Because the air, like, air pressure can crush things. This you don't even realize. Do you realize that your body is being assaulted by millions and billions of molecules right now? Did you ever think about it? Some things are beyond our detection. Some things are beyond our detection. But how would you want to learn about, like, oxygen or something beyond the capabilities of your eyes? Fortunately for us, we have brilliant scientists, brilliant scientists. And in their love for nature, they said, this is going to be scary to some people, but they made awesome discoveries. And they wrote their discoveries in books called chemistry books or physics or science books. Yes, they wrote these discoveries. And if you wanted to learn about something that you can't see, guess what? You go and you read about it in a, in a book, and you trust these amazing scientists, and they say, like, oxygen, duh, is uh, atomic number eight, and that oxygen has six valence electrons, and that oxygen is actually a diatomic molecule. And so, do you ever do these experiments to prove this? Did you do this? Do you know that oxygen has eight uh, atomic number? Did you verify this? Did someone have to come and say, please do the experiments and prove this to me? Or when you read the textbook, you said, oh, I trust uh, Rutherford or Misharf Meen that discovered this. And I, d I believe what the, these scientists said. Similarly, God in his wisdom has revealed himself to the holy men and the prophets. And actually he wrote all of the secrets in a book called the Bible. And so now when you open the Bible, you see all the things that you can't see. <laughs> you see all the things that you can't see. And actually, you can verify. Like, oh, and many people testify to the things that you can't see. And many authors wrote about the same things. Oh, wow. So no longer do you need to repeat the same experiment. Do you need to repeat the same? Like, I won't believe until I bring a blind man here and Abuna, you do the miracle and heal him. Ida. Why don't you read the Bible? See how the Bible gives the testimony. Believe in the testimony of the Bible. I think sometimes we don't see God because we want to see for ourselves, but it's already written for you. 
Everything is there. Dig into the Bible and you will see God. If you are struggling to see God, dig into the Bible and you will find, you will find God. Lastly, sometimes we are blind for a period. You say, Abu, and I've done all that stuff. I've, dug, I've read the Bible. I look in the right places. I do all these things. Um, and then I'll say, you know what? Sometimes God has, like, you are blind so that the work of God can be glorified in you. There might be a time for blindness. But there is a time for revealing. If all the other things don't work, just know that God will take away your blindness soon. I love what St. Paul, he says in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, I am praying, the prayer of St. Paul. He says, I am praying that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I pray that your eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know what the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Today we want to open our eyes. Yeah? Look in the right places. Draw close to God. Dig for God in the scripture. Everything is there. No need to repeat the experiments that have been done. It's all there for you. And glory be to God forever. Amen.